going on, friends and fam? Thank you guys so much for watching or listening to Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, another great day, another great episode. Today's episode is episode 24, Losing My Best Friend, My Dad. But before we get into today's episode, guys, let's talk about a couple of things. One being, did you guys like the new intro to the show? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Um, also, if you guys are watching this, you guys can f- listen to me on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, basically all the different podcast platforms that play, you know, any type of plot, uh, podcast shows, you can catch me on there. If you guys are listening to this and you want to watch the show, you guys can catch me on YouTube. And um, also, if you haven't joined the face uh, Facebook group, head over there on Facebook and look me up. Every day is a Saturday, USMC veteran, and uh, get onto the group and enjoying some of the fun you know we post some you know funny jokes memes there's also really great uh important information on there also i don't want to forget gun room radio if you guys haven't had the chance to check that out go check out gun room radio and uh, they have their own um you can get an app and they also have a website um so you're able to watch you know and listen i mean sorry you can listen and they actually have a live show too that you can check them out on youtube uh, but anyhow, if you want to listen to some veterans, uh, you know, play music and support veterans, check that out. It's a great one. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get in today's episode. Hey, we got fish, three fish in a half an hour. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> okay. All righty, cool fish. Woohoo! What's going on, friends and family? All right, let's go ahead and get in today's episode. Episode 24, Losing My Best Friend, My Dad. All right, friends and family, this one might be a little bit rough for me. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I lost my dad back in uh, January of 19th, 2020. Um, he was, like I said, how the title goes, he was my dad and he was also my best friend. This is the guy right here. If you guys can't tell, he was a super big New Orleans Saints fan. Um, as you can see here, got a tattoo, who dat, pops. Shit's all flabby nowadays. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, my dad, let's get to talking about my dad. Uh, you know, he was born May 28th, 1962. And he came from uh, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Um, that's where he was born. And then uh, eventually ended up out in the Antelope Valley. And uh, I'll kind of get to talking a little bit of, you know, the things that I do know and the stories that I've heard. Um, you know, I do know that my dad, um, obviously, he came from my grandmother and his dad. And uh they had a really bad separation. Um, my dad ended up, uh, you know, kind of stuck there with his mom, and he was there with two kids, a single mom. I guess uh, my grandfather had taken off. Um, 
and left them and uh she was basically left the fan for uh three kids you know single mom three kids no job uh so i guess they had to re- uh, rely heavily upon the mormon church and stuff like that for meals clothing things of that nature to kind of get them by um you know i know back in the day my dad he was um sheesh i mean from from the time that he was is you know young and even till you know his passing he loved to party i mean my dad was a partier so i do know that you know a lot of the stories that i've ever heard of him back in his high school heydays um there's some wild you know drugs rock and roll sex you know he just my dad and me we shared a lot of different stories with each other uh, probably you know not too many stories that a dad and son would share um, but you know as I grew older uh, my dad and I you know we ended up really blossoming into like a really good friendship I would say that you know him uh, being a dad to me it wasn't you know probably the best uh, you know father-son relationship but we definitely as I became an adult had a very good um, father son friendship um but let's kind of uh show some pictures to you know give you guys a little bit of some background uh this is um a picture of my mom and dad and me that's me the little dude (laughs) and then uh this right here was my grandmother um she's the one that you know, raised him, uh, as a single mom, she did the best she could with, uh, three kids. And, um, I know life was really rough. Here's another picture of, uh, my dad, sister, me, uh, not the best quality to get, but, uh, you guys get the gist of it for you guys that are listening. Sorry about that. If you guys want to check out some of the pictures, you know, I will post them on um, Facebook to the group, or I will also um, have them. You can go check it out on YouTube. Anyhow, uh, so back to my dad and me. Um, I kind of got some notes on it. I'm going to go through all the things. But uh, growing up with my mom and dad, uh, I do remember growing up with my mom and dad, and it was a very, not a very good situation. Uh, my mom and dad fought a lot. They did not get along very well. So it made things, you know, as a child, you, it was, you know, very scary at times. I do remember, um, them getting into some pretty serious fights to where, uh, my, you know, my parents had to, you know, call out to, well, my mom called her dad and he had to come pick her up and all this stuff. So, you know, it was a very volatile, uh, relationship, my mom and my dad. Um, and you know, my dad struggled with drug addiction and alcohol um, you know, for his whole life. Uh, my mom at one time, I know she was a partier and then, you know, she got really heavily involved in, in church and things of that nature. So, you know, their past really started to, to, to go in different directions until, you know, obviously their marriage, uh, failed and, um, you know, they decided to get a divorce ultimately. Well, you know, with that situation, it just, just, you know, really destroyed the family. Um, here we are, there's my sister and myself, 
And uh, my sister and uh, me, I believe I'm about 10 and she's, you know, around eight, you know, or so seven, eight. And then, um, you know, when my parents separate, I end up going and I live with my mom and uh, I live with my mom for a while. And then situation living with my mom and my sister, uh, that really got to be a very bad situation to the point where you know, we get in a really huge fight and then I end up going and I live with my dad. Well, living with my dad, you know, it was kind of a very crazy situation because, you know, my dad, he wasn't really at this point in time, you know, had didn't have a lot of stability in his life. Um, we had gotten a house out in the middle of nowhere and my dad, he was a construction worker. Um, he He did masonry which is building block walls. And, um, you know, we live out in the Antelope Valley area. It is super hot out here. Um, and you know, my dad, my grandpa, all them, you know, they all build block walls and that's just kind of what they did. Um, I went out there as a little kid with them and I honestly, it made me not want to do it. So, um, and it's also, you know, a rough job cause it, de- it definitely comes, uh, seasonally. And not everybody needs block walls, especially as things get expensive. But, um, you know, so my dad, you know, his life consisted of, you know, work, work, work. And, you know, for that kind of work, you need energy and stuff like that. So um, one of his, you know, bad, probably bad uh, uh, drugs of choice was, you know, you know, putting stuff up his nose. So um, unfortunately, you know years and years and years and years of that, you know, definitely caught up to him. You know, there's a lot of things I'll get it kind of into more of his health, but, um, you know, living with my dad back when I was living with my dad, um, it was definitely different because my dad was always working. And so that left me at home by myself a lot. And, you know, it got to the point where my mom kind of saw this situation going on and she eventually, uh, basically grabbed me out of a, a football practice and, and I've gone into a little bit more depth into some of these, uh, stories. If you go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes, um, I don't want to get too crazy if just in case some of you listen to it. Um, but, um, when my mom ended up taking me and, and I went and lived with her, I stayed with her for a while. And then, uh, my dad and my relationship after that, it was definitely, I didn't get to see him as much anymore. Um, you know, so when I got into high school, um, my, my, you know, my relationship with my dad really, um, was kind of torn and, and I didn't get to see him as much. Um, I remember shoot, even on my 16th birthday, he was supposed to come pick me up. He ended up getting himself arrested. Um, I don't recall what it was for, but Um, here I was, you know, waiting for him to come pick me up and I never, I didn't really find out, you know, until a couple of days later what had happened. So, you know, it was kind of rough, um, not having him there for a lot of the sports that I did in high school. I was a wrestler. Um, I played football, um, you know, so he loved football. Unfortunately, he didn't get to come to a lot of my games because, our relationship was very strained around my high school years. Um, but, uh, you know, with my dad, it was kind of like, (laughs) 
me and my dad's relationship was always kind of more like a friendship. You know, when I got into high school and stuff like that, um, I would party with my dad. I would drink alcohol. I would smoke some marijuana with him. You know, I would party with my dad. Not something that you typically do with your dad. So um, my dad was kind of at that age where he just wanted to, you know, I feel like he just wanted to live life. He didn't, you know, he lived it under his rules, his, you know, his way. Um, But, you know, I think trying to, you know, be cool with us and have a relationship with us. He was just trying to keep, you know, keep us there by doing cool things by, you know, drinking, you know, doing all the things that we thought were, you know, cool as kids. Um, but you know, that, you know, life with us, that's kind of the big circle of, you know, how we became more of friends Anyways, we would always hang out in his garage and, you know, we would have a lot of great times and playing dominoes, playing cards, you know, sitting there smoking weed, drinking some beer or whatever. Just really honestly, you know, having a a cool, chill, you know, conversation with him and, uh, you know, just, you know, being able to be myself. That was one thing with my dad um, that was probably the best thing in the world is that I was able to be very much myself. I didn't really, you know, have to worry about him judging me. Obviously he didn't live a perfect life and he knows that. And, you know, he did the best that he, you know, could. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, my dad, his health really started to decline once, um, he got diagnosed with diabetes uh, type two diabetes. Um, once he got that, um, a lot of things started going bad for him. Um, he started getting infections in his foot. Uh, they started having to amputate a lot of his toes. He'd get a lot of bad infections in his foot infections in his body. Um, he really was kind of starting to go in and out of the hospitals and, um, things like that. Um, and he just really, really just started declining. And, um, unfortunately, um, I want to say it was around November, October timeframe of, uh, 2019 is when I really started like uh, seeing a major incline in my dad. Um, he had had some major health issues a long time ago. My dad had did, um, like a, uh, it's like a surgery to shrink your belly and stuff like that. Uh, it was like a, like a bypass type of a surgery so he could help him lose the weight. Well, that like whole bypass thing that he got, it disconnected, reconnected into like a different organ. It created so many issues from him. That was kind of like one of the starts of like really what kind of, you know, started wearing him down. And then, um, he ended up having like a bile duct issue where his bile duct was, you know, having issues. I I mean, a lot of things were going to the decline. He had congestional heart failure going on, obviously from the years and years of abusing, uh, you know, drugs and alcohol. Um, just, you know, all these things really caught up and, um, around the holidays, uh, it was Christmas time. 
he came over with my stepmom and uh i just looking at him i just kind of was like wow this is 2019 christmas time i was just looking at him looking at him and just uh wow i was just like my dad is not looking good and i had my my oldest two there um austin and michaela and i pulled them aside and i said hey listen this might be your guys' last Christmas with your grandpa. I mean, he's not looking good. I mean, he is, I, he just, he was losing so much weight. His, yeah, his color of his skin was looking bad. I mean, just things, you can tell things weren't looking good. And I was saying, I was telling my, you know, kids to make sure that they, you know, make sure that they, you know, are enjoying his time, you know, you know, missing, you know, don't miss opportunities and uh it was you know that christmas was a really cool special one we got to play some games and do some things and my dad and stepmom they got to dance to one of their favorite songs margaritaville um it was a very special moment to watch them dance i actually have that on um video i'll uh, try to share that moment uh on the facebook group but um you know uh what a special moment that was. And then, um, I kind of, I know I'm kind of all over the place on this. Uh, um, I mean, I apologize. Um, I just am trying to make sure I cover everything. I did take some notes and stuff like that. But, um, around January 18th, which was like, I think a Saturday, I received a phone call from my dad and I didn't, I wasn't able to answer it. And he left a voicemail just in, my dad sounded really horrible um, on that voice message. It just uh, it wasn't the same dad. You know, he was, you know, just didn't sound right. So um, I called back and, and I'm like, what's going on, dad? And he was at his worst that I've ever seen in my life. Um, my dad has always been, you know, probably one of the most toughest guys. Um but that day talking to him, it was a crushing conversation. Um, just feeling like he was kind of giving up hope because he was kind of losing, you know, functions, uh, you know, bodily functions and stuff like that, waiting to have surgery because they wouldn't have surgery on his bile duct thing until he was, he had infection going on. And part of that was because he's diabetic and, you know, so there's just all these things were adding up to where he wasn't able to get in for this surgery. And so, you know, talking to him, he just um, was defeated. And uh, at, this was the first time in my life I've ever heard him basically kind of just wanting to give up and not really wanting to live anymore. And uh, I was just like, dang. And unfortunately... I wasn't able to drive right over to his house that day. I wanted to go over and see him. My plan was to, I had already made arrangements and everything to go see him Sunday morning. Well, Saturday evening, I get like, well, late in the night, I'm sleeping. I get a call from my stepmom and she's, you know, she's very upset and she's like, you need to come to the hospital and I don't think your dad's going to make it and you need to come say goodbye. 
And I'm just like, wow, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And at the moment in time when I was, uh, when I received this call, I was about uh, 30 minutes away from the hospital. So I called my kids immediately, my two oldest, and I let them know if they wanted me to pick them up and if they wanted to go with me. And of course they did. So I had, you know, 30 minute ride to go before I got to pick them up and think about, wow, I'm going to lose my dad, my best friend, you know, and, um, that really was just sinking into me. It was really rough. 30 minutes. I couldn't even play the music or nothing. I just dead silence driving, um, feeling kind of like a zombie. Uh, but I pick up my kids, make it over to the hospital. We get there and my dad's pretty much sedated. He's not, uh, you know, he's not with us. He's, he's, you know, totally, uh, sedated or, you know, I just, he's just, you know, not awake. Um, so we're all there just trying to comfort him, you know, and talk to him and, you know, we're just, you know, just talking to him and stuff. And, uh, me and my stepmom kind of step out a little bit and my kids are in there talking to him. We were just kind of talking about it and she's just like, and I'm like, do you think he's really not going to make it? And she's like, I don't think so, Brian. She's like, I was talking to him and then he just went out and then, um, it seemed like maybe he had a heart attack or something at that point in time. But, uh, as we're sitting there talking, all of a sudden he flatlines and, and all these, you know, codes are going off. Everything's going off. My kids are stuck in there. Here comes the medical team. They're running in. My kids basically get stuck in this corner because they can't move. And, you know, everybody's just rushing in and, and they're sitting there working on my dad and, uh, trying to bring him back to life. And, you know, uh, after I would say probably about five, five minutes or so it seemed like a long time uh it seemed like they had brought him back or at least they got his you know got his vitals back up and going again um but uh you know it, my kids <laughs> they were very much terrified seeing and watching their grandpa uh get worked on and so was i uh, seeing my best friend and my dad get worked on. That was pretty rough. Um, so once they get him stabilized, he's in there. And the the way everything's going, it sounds like he's snoring, you know, the way he's snoring. But they assured us that he wasn't snoring. They just said, you know, it's the machines um, that are, you know, doing their things, you know, that are it's basically making him sound like he's snoring. Cause there was part of me like thinking, Oh man, you know, good thing he's snoring. Cause you know, at least he's snoring, you know, he always snored, <laughs> but, uh, come to find out, you know, after everything that, um, he was pretty much brain dead and he was pretty much gone. He had a very massive heart attack that, uh, basically killed him and they just were keeping him alive through the machines. Um, so they had, 
uh, basically, you know, told us it's, you know, there's no more, there's just not much more that they can do for him. So they had to make uh, the decision to pull him off of life support. And um, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't be in there. There was a lot of people already in there um, in the room. His cousins, my stepmom, my sister was there. Uh, There was several uh, people in there. I, I had to hug him and I had to walk out. I have watched too many, too many other people die. And I really didn't want to watch my dad and my best friend die. And I feel, I feel kind of bad that I left him like that. It was kind of the selfish part of me, but I, I just, man, uh, for the mental sake of it all, I just didn't feel like I could watch my dad, my best friend pass. Um, uh, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I go back and forth with it sometimes, but, uh, you know, my dad, he was at the end of the day, my best friend, one of the one one persons in the world that I could just go to, feel like I can totally be myself around him. No judgments. Um, we had a lot of great trips with each other, and uh, we've gone to Vegas. He's got kicked out of bars, <laughs> um, but you know we used to do a lot of fun things and. I think the one thing that I do feel bad is that uh, PTSD has always somewhat crippled me in in my social anxieties and stuff like that with going out in public and and, and preventing me from doing a lot of things. My dad used to, to ask me to like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And man, I would, you know, I would turn him down, you know, just because I didn't like going out to places. Um, I would still hang out with him at his house a lot of times, but there's, you know, when he would be like, Oh, let's go do this. Let's go do that. I just be like, Oh no, man. You know, I don't, you know, I don't really want to want to, we just kind of hang out here. So, I mean, I do feel, you know, like looking back at it, I do wish I could have, uh, done more things with him. You know, um, another thing is, is, uh, my dad, you know, I look back at it now and I, in, when I was younger and stuff, he would embarrass the shit out of me. Um, and just do, you know, whatever, wear crazy clothes. Um, but you know what? My dad taught me to not care about what other people think, you know, and that's one thing huge with my dad is he loved a lot of people. He was a big lover, man. He had a lot of friends and he cared about a lot of people. Um, he, that's one thing I can tell you uh, is my dad talked a lot about his friends and how much he loved his friends. Um, he cherished his friends. So if you guys are watching, any of you guys out there that were my dad's buddies, um, let me tell you. I know a lot of you guys by your names and stuff like that. I may not know you personally or know your faces, but I do know a lot of you guys by some of the stories my dad would say because I tell you, he loved his friends growing up with his old friends. Um, he grew up on Lostwood in Lancaster. 
Um, that's one thing he talked about a lot. Um, but my dad, you know, he was a great guy at the end of the day. He lived life how he wanted to live it. Uh, he did live it in the very much of the fast lane. He loved drugs, sex, rock and roll, all that stuff. Um, you know, and it all definitely caught up to him. And unfortunately, you know, he didn't make it to his 58th birthday. Um, you know, so he was very young and I'm quite young and it's rough, you know, going through a lot of milestones with my kids, you know, like he missed my daughter turning 16, my son turning 16, my daughter graduating, my daughter going into college, all those things, you know, and, and I do like to hope and I do believe and, and think that, you know, he's up there watching over us and, and, you know, he's still able to catch a lot of this stuff. And dad, if you do are able to hear me and you can see me, man. Um, one of the things I do want to tell you is that I do appreciate you. I love you. And I want to say, I know you gave me a better life than what your dad gave you. And I'm trying to do that for my kids. And I'm hoping that each generation we get better and better. Um, you know, my dad, I feel like he didn't have a dad. He didn't have anyone to look up to, to, um, you know, to reference into being a dad. He was on his own trying to be a dad, you know, who was raised by his mom. And uh, he did the best he could, you know. And uh, all I can do is, is say I, I appreciate that. And, you know, none of us are going to be perfect parents. I know I'm not a perfect parent, and I've, you know, made a lot of mistakes. But what I'm trying to do is teach my kids is, hey, let's not make those mistakes. Let's kind of stop this at some generation. Let's not make this a generational thing and keep it going. But, um, you know, for anybody that's lost a, a parent out there, I know how rough it is. I didn't know. I didn't know how rough that would be. That's the biggest loss in my life is my dad. And, uh, he is, he, he was my best friend and, um, man, uh, something I've, that's very special to me. And, uh, we keep, uh, kind of in the guest room is, uh, this right here, it's a spiral, and uh, those are his ashes in those spirals, and it's a, there's a little base at the bottom that this goes on and lights up, and we turn it on at night and stuff like that, um, keep it on to keep his memory. Um, I'll, I'll keep forever keep my dad, you know, alive. Um, his birthday is May 28th, so on his birthday we will celebrate his birthday. Uh, this year he would have turned 61. Um, so, you know, we're going to keep on celebrating him as long as I'm alive. Um, my son, unfortunately, my little dude, you know, he was uh, two, three years old when my dad passed. So I got to somehow or another keep my dad's memory alive so he can kind of remember or get to know who his grandfather was. And so, um, you know, he's a great guy. He's made mistakes, but a lot of people in life, we make mistakes at the end of the day. My dad tried to do better and, and, and he definitely was an amazing grandfather to my kids and to my sister's kids, uh, to, you know, all my stepchildren. Um, my dad was just a very fun, lovable guy. 
I know he loved his grandchildren and um, he definitely was, you know, trying to do better that time around with them all. And as adults, we became the best of friends, like I said, and um, I don't uh, fault him. I will forever be appreciative of and respect him and love him and, uh, you know, carry on his memory with me for as long as I live. Um, but for this is going to go ahead and cut it for this uh, episode. I just uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I hope you guys were able to bear with that. I know I was probably all over the place. Um, I probably didn't even, you know, share everything that I really wanted to share, but um, I feel like I got out as much as I could. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you, pre appreciate each and every one of you guys. If you guys could like, share the show, I would absolutely appreciate you guys. Until next time, roof out. Urgh.